The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, J.P. Plant, and for Chris Yao. As, um, of course, the Hall of Famer, Maurice Patton, with us as well as we're coming to you live from the Front Porch Sports Studios, downtown Columbia, West 7th Street, on a cloudy, rainy day. But uh, but Mo and, and our little family here, it is a beautiful day because we have... A new member of the family, little uh, little Charlie, came into the world yesterday. So, uh, and glad to report that uh, Mama and Baby are all doing well. Uh, six pounds, nearly nearly seven pounds, I believe. It was six eleven. Is that right? I believe that's it. Yeah. Six eleven, nineteen six inches. So, um, yeah, Charlie Yao is with us. Yep. She's she's here and um large and in charge. I'm large sure. and in charge, yep. Yeah. Um so we are um we are so uh, happy to report that news and uh, uh obviously wish them well in recovery as uh get some rest as as best you can, Mo, with a with a newborn baby. <laughs> rest is definitely different with a newborn yeah. baby. So, so um, yeah. um but um we we are happy to report that and uh, look forward to to getting Chris back on the show with us and uh, give us a little news of the whole experience because this is their first Mo, um, and uh, that's uh, you know I I don't have any kids but uh, I know you do that experience I imagine is something that will um, that stays with you for the rest of your life. It's life changing, yeah. Obviously, um, yeah, it's. Um it's been a while, obviously. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's really an exciting time for for any, particularly the first time. So, yep. you know, they've got a lot to look forward to, and and it's 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 just indescribable. Anybody that's been through it knows, and so I don't have to explain it. And if you've not been through it yet, I'm not going to ruin it for you. How's that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, to each their own of that. So. Um, yeah, we uh, we wish them well. We got a big show for you on this Friday. Uh, a lot to uh, get into on the program. Of course, as always, the very latest on high school sports, uh, district tournament basketball in a flurry uh, this week. As uh, all trying to hit the deadline to get to the region tournaments, which some start today, some start start tomorrow, some will start Monday. We'll unpack it all for you coming up in just a little bit, actually over this segment in our rundown uh, in just a little bit. Also on the program today, uh, we will be joined in our next segment for, with um, uh, Mike Strasinger with Sports Nashville. Uh, does a lot of uh, photography and a lot of cool things, and uh, I know you're excited to have him on today, Mo. Yeah, Mike is... Um 
one of the top Metro Nashville athletics advocates. I mean, he does, like you said, he does a lot of photography, he does a lot of writing as well on his website, Sports Nashville, and wanted to check in with him because that's who 11 AAA matches up with in their region tournament, which starts tonight, um, the Region 6 AAA tournament. And obviously, Metro Nashville athletics got off to a late start due to um, the pandemic situation and just want to kind of get a feel for who's where and what's what down there as we send some local teams that way this weekend. Yeah, so we'll be joined back with him um, in the next segment. Uh, later on in Hour 2, um, the great Teresa Walker, a sports editor uh, for Associated Press for the state of Tennessee, will join us. Uh, we got Titans discussion. We got Preds. Um, she can really go everywhere, so uh, it's always a fun conversation when Miss Teresa joins us. So uh, we look forward to that. And then uh, on Friday, a new um, – I guess a new uh, routine for us, at least uh, through the NASCAR season, the chicken man, Terry Wilcox, will join us uh, via telephone coming up uh, in our final segment to talk about NASCAR coming out of the road course, which I thought was fascinating. We talked about it on Monday, Mo. Um, I'm not a huge NASCAR guy. I do love the big races, Daytona, Talladega. But that road course uh, at Daytona just added so much um, strategy it was, you know, because it gets a little boring sometimes when it's just, you know, on those super speedways when they go, uh, it, it's all about, you know, how you line up there and there's not a whole lot of change. But the road course, so many factors go into uh, where your position is. And it, I thought it was fascinating. Uh, I believe they head to Miami this weekend. Uh, Terry will get us all up to date. You'll hear, uh, of course, NASCAR all season long on our front porch sports stations, WKOM and WKRM. So we look forward uh, to hearing from him. But um, uh, leading us off, uh, Mo, what, uh, what's the latest news uh, in and around Southern Middle Tennessee you want to kick us off on this Friday with? Well, we had an article on the website yesterday, sm-10sports.com. Um, there was a memo distributed to um, high school and middle school administrators from – Bernard Childress, Columbia native Bernard Childress, an executive director of the Tennessee Secondary Schools Athletic Association, just kind of reminding folks, a gentle reminder <laughs> to, um, you know, that we are still in the middle of a pandemic. We do still need to approach these athletic events with, with some caution and let's try to keep each other safe or as safe as possible yeah. let's you know let's let's make that effort let's continue to you know mask up and keep social distance and that kind of thing because um if you've been to some basketball games here over the last month to six weeks um depending on what gym you're in a lot of folks have been in compliance and in handling their business as needed and some have not been quite so vigilant and that was the point that um that bernard childress was making in his memo um thanking those who are working and asking those that may not be working so hard to be more mindful of what is being asked of them and and try to do so and you know i spoke to him after after I saw the memo, 
And the concern at that level is that, you know, these guidelines that are being, that have been put in place that schools and fans are being asked to comply with, these guidelines were derived from discussions between the TSSAA and Governor Bill Lee's team, you know, as as he put out his various executive orders and that kind of thing, and and it, for you know gatherings, mm-hmm. and the one thing that Mr. Childress expressed concern with is that you know the TWSWA is getting pictures, they're getting videos of crowds at athletic events that aren't in compliance. The governor's team is getting pictures and videos <laughs> of crowds that aren't in compliance and the concern is that he's going to get a phone call here at some point and they're just going to say you know what we're done we're shutting it down again yeah and as as you as i hope folks remember we did not have we did not finish the girls state basketball tournament last year we did not have a boys state basketball tournament last year we played a week of spring sports last year and i would like to think that that is everyone's ultimate fear that we go down that road once again so you know there are those that that think it's ridiculous um somebody's talking about control and and covid shaming and that kind of thing you know whatever it is put a mask on Keep your distance. You know, however you feel about this pandemic and however you feel about what is being asked, you know, if if you don't like it, stay home. Seriously. Because if you're in the stands, it's not about you. And if it was up to me, there wouldn't be a single person in the stands at a single event at this point. Let the kids play. Let them tell you how it came out when they get home. I, I think that's a it's an excellent point, Mo. Uh, this this whole thing, and um, you know, I don't want to go down too too deep on this, but this whole pandemic and the mask wearing was never about the person wearing the mask; about them. Yes, there are you know, yeah, it helps a little bit, but ultimately, it's about protecting others. It's about other people. It's about you know, socially distancing and staying that way so these kids can play, so they can have a season. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's it's about other people. It it's, really is. And yeah. there's a lot to it. And I don't know that I agree with everything, but it's not my call. Yeah. And, you know, it, it kind of takes a little selflessness in this situation. You know, if you are as concerned about the kids as you want to make yourself look like, then – Mask up and keep your distance, and if you're not, stay at home. Yeah, I, and and listen, you know these types of decisions by uh, you know Director Childress, by the governor, uh, these people that are tasked with trying to keep people safe while maintaining some sense of normalcy and um, you know and and normal economy and and going to school and playing sports it's not easy it's not and and listen you know um like you said you may not agree with everything 
But, man, these are tough decisions. They are tough decisions. I don't think there is a right decision. No. And I think that's part of the problem. I, I think whatever decision you make is, prob- there's, is probably flawed. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect decision. Yep. There is no handbook for a pandemic. But, you know, show some grace to these folks that are trying to do the right thing and help them or stay home. Yeah, and, and we are all in this together because it does affect all of us. One, you know, whether we don't play, whether we do play, and we can't be there, um, you can be there if you if you abide by the rules. I mean, you know, this again. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to go. But you know, there there are ways to participate in a fair and reasonable manner, um, and it's all designed so these student athletes can play this year, which they did not get to last year. And and I don't think anybody. Wants to see no, that again, no. and, like and it's it's a it's a fair and reasonable reminder, I think, by Director Childress, uh, that we could go down that path again. It's it's not hyperbolic. No, con- it's, it's not. Content. It's not. And <laughs> and you know if that if that edict comes down, there's not going to be any talking mm-hmm. anybody out of it. Yeah. So you know that's kind of where we're at. Um, with that said, we are coming up on our first break of the morning, but before we do, let's give you the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in Southern Middle Tennessee. In boys basketball action on Thursday night, the District 8A championship was won by Fayetteville in a 44-43 victory over Eagleville. In the consolation round, Moore County defeated Cascade 56-47. A familiar score because in the District 10A championship game, Richland defeated Cullioca 56-47. In the consolation of that district, Mount Pleasant shocked Santa Fe at, at the Wildcats. 67-66. 67-66. In 11 AAA championship boys action last night, Creekwood over Fairview in a close one, 65-64. In the consolation game, it was Camden, another close one, 57, Stewart County, 53. And the 12 AA boys championship community over Murfreesboro Central, 75-61. In the consolation, Marshall County squeaking by Forrest, 49 to 48. In the girls' state wrestling tournament Thursday at the Chattanooga Convention Center, four local wrestlers medaled. Independence's Bailey Peterson placed second at 125 pounds. Riley Lent was third at 103. Brooklyn Long was third at 140. And Summit's Nevea Brinson placed fifth at 103. Junior college basketball action last night at the Webb. Dyersburg State got in and got out with a 75-73 victory over the Lady Chargers, while Columbia State's men held off Dyersburg State 59-58. Friday scheduled girls basketball action, Region 4A, Valor Collegiate at Huntland, STEM Academy at Eagleville, um, Fayetteville is at Lead Academy, and Moore County at Merrill Hyde. In Region 5A girls, East Robertson at Richland, McEwen at Hampshire, Kolioka at Joe Burns, and Santa Fe at Houston County. 
In, reg- in Region 6A girls action, it's Big Sandy. No disrespect to Sandy. <laughs> Big Sandy at Summertown. West Carroll is at Loretto. Wayne County goes to McKenzie. And Collinwood will be at Huntington. In Region 6 AAA, Hillwood visits Page. Hunter's Lane comes to Brentwood. Summit goes to Hillsborough. And Spring Hill goes to Cane Ridge. In District 8 AAA girls basketball action tonight. Columbia Central plays in a consolation game at Lawrence County to decide third and fourth place. In the district championship game, it will be Tullahoma at Coffee County. On the boys' side, Lincoln County comes to Columbia Central for a consolation game. And again, Tullahoma is at Coffee County in the championship. The Class AAA State Wrestling Tournament has begun today at Chattanooga Convention Center with 13 local competitors, nine from Summit, three from Independence, and one from Spring Hill. And on Saturday, Region 6A boys action. Wayne County at West Carroll, Perry County at Huntington, McKenzie at Summertown, and Hollow Rock Brewston at Loretto. Region, in, uh, Go ahead. Mo. In Region 6 AAA on the boys' side tomorrow night, Antioch will be at Franklin. Hunter's Lane travels to Ravenwood. Brentwood goes to Hillsboro, and Page visits Cane Ridge. In junior college baseball tomorrow, Columbia State hosts Southwest Tennessee in a 12-noon doubleheader. In softball, Columbia State also hosts Southwest Tennessee in a doubleheader beginning at 1 o'clock. And that is your rundown. All right, stay with us when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mike Strasinger, Sports Nashville, will join us to talk about uh, Metro Hoops 12, Triple A, and more right here on the program. Stay with us. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. J.P. Plants and Hall of Famer Mo Patton with you on this Friday, rainy Friday. You definitely need your, uh, your duck boots, the umbrella, your rain jacket today. It's going to be a wet one all across Southern Middle Tennessee. But we are dry and cozy from the, the Front Porch Sports Studios in downtown Columbia. Glad to be with you this morning because we got a lot of high school Sports to talk about basketball, district tournaments, region tournaments. Um, it's um, it's always fun, Mo. Uh, at at this point, because the the district tournaments conclude, you've got your four teams, and then you start to look ahead 
who they pair up with, and it's it just it really brings in this beautiful jumbled mess that is TWSAA postseason basketball that we love so much. Yeah, and what's what's really exciting about it, I think, is you start to see people that you've not seen much during the regular season. You know, um, we've watched a lot of eleven AAA basketball. We've not seen a lot of 12 AAA basketball, in part because they've not played. And so with that, we bring in Mike Strasinger from Sports Nashville, who has as good a feel on the pulse of Metro Nashville athletics as anybody around. Mike, good morning. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me on. We're doing, we're doing well, man. We appreciate you taking the time, Mike. And, um, as we said, let me say this. Let me say this before I forget. Thank you guys so much for what y'all do for high school sports. It's so important that it's getting done. These kids deserve all the coverage they can get. Well, man, we appreciate it, and likewise to you. Like I said, um, I don't think anybody is as invested in Metro mm-hmm. Nashville athletics and coverage thereof as you are, Mike. So. Um, Thank, thanks to you as well. Now that we've gotten those kudos out of the way, um, <laughs> Region Six AAA starts up tonight, and you know, has has anybody in Nashville played ten games, Mike? I don't think so. Uh, Kane Ridge, uh, who won the district championship, I think was, they were able to play the full schedule of, and which was only six games. Okay, and then they've had three district tournament game. So they're, they're nine and oh, I think maybe even eight, something like that. Um, and they played as many as anybody. And so that's they, the, the schedule was when they were finally able to play, the idea was to play the, the district opponents one time and then, and then going into the, into the tournament. And, uh, so Cambridge was able to do that, but Hillsborough, uh, their opponent in the championship game, they were not able to play all the games. And I can't remember if it was because, you know, there were, besides the COVID, there was a snow delay mm-hmm. too, you know. you know, So it was a big mess. It was a big mess. You know, I was able to talk to um, a couple of Metro coaches at the um, at the region wrestling tournament a couple of weeks ago down at Independence. And, you know, there were guys wrestling that, that had maybe gotten five matches all year, that kind of thing, and very similar situation here with basketball. And, and you know, not necessarily anybody's fault. It's just just a tough situation. Yeah, it is. What, that's just the way it is. And, it, what, uh, you know, it's a little the, – the metro schools are a little hamstrung by that, not getting to play as much as, as the 11 AAA teams have played. But maybe they're not as tired either, you know. So <laughs> we'll see. But and and what was it, and it, what's interesting in twelve AAA, um, Cane Ridge and Hillsborough. I think this is going to be the, this was their eighth, seventh, or eighth season to to meet in the finals. Well, they knew they knew each other or know each other very well, but they were really um, all there was uh, talent wise. I don't want you know. Mm-hmm. With all respect, uh, none of them had close games. And then their regular season game was canceled. So they didn't get to play their regular season game. But what I'm saying is they didn't get to play good competition until the district championship game. So Hillsborough and Cane Ridge's first meeting was in the district finals. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Now, this is girls, boys, or both? Because as I look at it, it was Cane Ridge and Hillsborough right. in 
both the boys and the girls district 12 AAA championship game. So, um, that's right. And, and two good games, both close games could have gone. Both games could have gone either way. All right. Um, you know, as you said, Mike, and that's an interesting dynamic there. The fact that neither of them has played a whole lot, um, Cane Ridge's girls will be hosting Spring Hill tonight. Hillsboro's girls will will take on visiting Summit tonight. Tomorrow, Cane Ridge's boys will will face Page over in in the southeast tennis uh, southeast Nashville area, and Hillsboro faces Brentwood in a in a matchup that this certainly won't be the first time that's taken place in postseason right. play, but. Um, you know, there's some familiarity, but like you said, neither of those teams has played a whole lot. These 11 AAA teams have played fairly lengthy seasons. Again, they've had they've had their COVID interruptions. They had their snow interruptions. But, you know, what field do you have for those matchups? Well, Cane Ridge and Hillsborough, and I'm going to talk to the, as the, about them collectively for a minute. They are, they're both, starting with the girls, both, Really good, really well coached teams. Uh, Kane Ridge is coached by Joanne Trevue, natural legend, great athlete in her own right from Antioch High School. She's a Metro Hall of Fame, uh, inductee and she's, she's got them playing as well as they can play. Hillsborough's coached by, uh, former Vanderbilt player, Cherish Stringfield. This is her, uh, I think it's her 10th season there now. So they're both well coached. They're both, um, uh, very dynamic. They can, they love to run the ball. They love to play hard defense. Um, Cane Ridge girls, um, their catalyst is, uh, uh, junior Jada Anthony. Uh, she is re- point guard, very dynamic, uh, you know, leads the floor, uh, on offense and defense. Uh, Hillsborough. Girls, Corey Allen, sophomore, a big guard, big guard Corey. She's a she's a future superstar, already a superstar in my mind. Uh, Daughter of former a, White's Creek and um, UT standout, right, Allen. right. And she's a, yes, and she's a sophomore. And as those two players go, so goes the teams. Very very simple to figure them out. Okay. Uh, but they're very good players, and they're going to keep coming and coming and coming. You know. When, uh, when you mentioned sure. that Cherish Stringfield has been at Hillsborough for ten years, that really, that really hits me, Mike. For the for for two reasons: <laughs> one, I covered her when she played at Vanderbilt. Two, um, she used to give my son a hard time in the halls at Centennial when she was coaching there before she went to Hillsborough. So, um, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obviously getting old, but. Um, those so those will certainly be interesting matchups there as Spring Hills girls go to Cane Ridge and Summit's girls go to Hillsboro. Um, what are you thinking on the boys' side? And is Cane Ridge has got the is it Brandon Miller? Is that his name? Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. He's a junior. Um, he is as advertised. He is a one of the top players uh, recruit wise in Tennessee. Um, He's a bit, he's tall, long, lean. He's, he, he runs the floor. He reminds me of a, what's the kid's name that was played at LSU? Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben, ben Simmons. He reminds me a lot of that kid. Uh, he can do, he plays every position on the floor. He, uh, he's a shot blocker. He's a great passer. I saw that the other night. I didn't really, really realize how well he can pass the ball. He's a great passer. 
shoots the three. He can post up. He, he can play point guard. He, he can do whatever he wants to do. And um, he is uh, the man, no doubt about it. He's ad, as advertised. And and as you um, as you mentioned with the girls teams, you know Marlon Sims coaching at Cane Ridge. He's he's been coaching in Metro forever, and Rodney Thweet over at Hillsboro. Both those guys yeah. do a really good job. And so um, I'm really kind of intrigued by this Brentwood Hillsboro game in particular because Brentwood had beaten Ravenwood twice during the regular season. Ravenwood gets them in the semifinals to um, to put the Bruins on the road, and they have flirted with the. Um, AP top 10 they've been in it a couple of weeks they've been right on the edge a couple of weeks and um should be a really interesting ball game I think yeah and now Hillsboro boys uh, they have a player in uh, uh Jalen Pegues JP mm-hmm. JP Pegues going to Furman uh and he is uh as good as there is um I want to say this also uh, let me both those Metro kids uh Brandon Miller and JP Pegues should have should be should have been considered, and they probably were considered for uh, Mr. Basketball finalists. But having played in the short season, mm-hmm. they didn't really get. Uh, I, I don't know if there was a, you know, cut off. You had to play so many games to get nominated or whatever. But both those guys should be on the list. And uh, JP Begees uh, is really something. He makes the he. Everybody knows he's good, and that's the guy you got to stop at Hillsboro. And he, and despite that, he he uh, shoots the three very well, and can, he takes the tough shot. He wants the last second shot, and he shoots the they're up in his face. He, he doesn't. Uh, there's no problem with that. He, he's a tough, tough player. And Furman's getting a great player in, in JP. And they also have uh, Hillsboro also has uh, the quarterback. Uh, oh, Jalen Macon. Jalen Macon and Jalen being a quarterback, he doesn't get rattled out there, and he and he loves he loves the hard competition. So he, he's uh, Hillsborough's a, a team that uh, has a chance to do some damage. Okay, all right. Like I said, I'm I'm intrigued by that ball game. On the other side of the girls bracket, you've got Hillwood coming to Page, Page surprising Brentwood in the District 11 AAA Championship game. So they are the one seed. Hillwood comes as the four, and then Hunters Lane, the three seed, goes to Brentwood. Um, on the boys side, you've got Antioch going to Franklin. Franklin, the number one seed out of 11 AAA. They are ranked fourth in the in the um in the state in the Associated Press poll, and as we mentioned, Ravenwood, the number two seed, with that um, win over Brentwood in the semifinals, they catch um, they catch Hunters Lane and um, Coach Anthony Sewell's bunch coming from the north side of town. Yeah, and honestly, I have not seen uh, uh, Antioch play this year. Uh, I did see Hunters Lane play. They're they're you know they're as good as they can be. They are well coached, like you say, and um, uh, they're, they're going to fight hard. I, I, I don't uh, see them going very far, though. Same with uh, both the three and the four and on both sides of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, just tough matchup. They're, 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 they're probably a little bit outmatched. This Franklin team, I've not had a chance to see them this year, but, but Jason Tigert really walked into a really good situation over there and they have not eased off the pedal since he got there again um number four in the state in the ap poll in the final regular season ap poll that came out last week and and they have 
been on a roll despite gas leaks and and <laughs> snowstorms and covid and everything else the admirals have managed to um to um stay poised throughout and so this this region six triple a tournament should be an interesting one and um Mike, really appreciate you helping shed some light on some of these Metro teams. Um, these were the AAA teams. What have you seen in AA out of out of Maplewood and, and East Nashville and that bunch to this point? I, I'm afraid I haven't been, personally have not been able to see any of them play mm-hmm. this year in person. It was such a short season. I didn't get to go to the games like I wanted to. Um, East Nashville won both boys and girls districts. Uh, and they uh, – they're, you know, that district is is as exciting when we had it, when we used to have uh, crowds, when we used to have games <laughs> right. with people in it. Yeah. The, that was my, that was one of the games to go to, the, the 10 AA games. Mm-hmm. They were so intense. So those, t- those guys know each other, girls and guys know each other so well. Such fun. Uh, I really, really missed that a lot this year. Well, hopefully we'll be getting back to that soon. Um, Mike Strasinger with Sports Nashville joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Mike, really appreciate your time, appreciate your work. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for all you do. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, yeah, a lot uh, a lot going up in there. And, and just happy, Mo, that uh, those metro schools, because we saw um, – you know, in football, they got a late start. Um, you know, Memphis, another Metro, hadn't really done anything. So uh, the fact that they're getting to play and getting to participate uh, in postseason uh, is a very huge positive, I think. And uh, you, you can't, um, uh, whether they started late or, or, you know, if they played under different parameters, you can't count any of those teams out there in Metro. And no, you really can't. I mean, and, and part of it is that you just don't know what to expect. I mean, um, the talent is there, the coaching is there, and on any given night, you never know. But like, you know, like we were saying in the first segment, there's been a lot of tough decisions that a lot of people have had to make. And um, Adrian Battle, the director of schools in Metro, decided that it was best that they not compete athletically for the the first half of either the football or the the winter sports season and you know it's tough on these kids but at the same time just the reality of it if if a kid was to contract covid take it home whatever else i mean the the worst case scenario in and you know for decision makers to have to deal with that so I mean it's it's just a tough deal all the way around and I feel empathy for anybody who's had to make the decisions to play to not play to go to school to not go to school whatever else um it it's just tough and it's it's unfortunate that we're having to deal with it but this is where we are. Yeah, I think it's um I, you know I, I try to look at positives coming out of um enduring things and i think there's going to be a lot of things that we're all better for because of what we're going through uh and perhaps learning how to schedule and to play and to do things in a more adaptable way Mm. uh i think will be a positive thing whatever that may look like going forward but i think you know if you can get through this if you can field a schedule in a season and pick up games 
the day before, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I think we <laughs> talked about it earlier this week. I think college football coaches and administrators uh-huh. figured out you don't have to schedule games eight years ahead. No. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so maybe some positives uh, coming out. We'll continue uh, our uh, uh, high school basketball conversation as uh, a lot of games uh, to go over uh, as we went through the rundown earlier. But we want to dive in a little deeper on some uh, good basketball that's being playing all across the Southern Mid State. We'll do that coming up next. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Talking high school sports, that's what we do. It's not all we do, but that's what we're doing now with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. I'm JP playing in for Chris Yao, uh, filling in his partial duties today. And uh, we got a lot of high school basketball mode to get to. Uh, district tournaments are wrapping up and uh, region tournaments on the way. Want to let folks know coming up in hour two, I uh, got, a, got a lot of content to get to. Uh, Teresa Walker will be joining us around 1020 or so. Plenty of things, plenty of things to get into with Teresa. And uh, the Chicken Man, Terry Wilcox, talk a little NASCAR. We'll get silly with T. Willie as well. Final segment on Friday, a new tradition here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. So we look forward to that and some other uh, college and pro stories coming up in hour two. But we want to stay with the prep side of things as we are moving through district tournaments and region tournaments and a lot of action. This has been one of the busiest weeks I can remember in high school basketball, Mo. It's been it's been wall to wall, man. And, you know, we kind of knew it would be Mm -hmm. as we were idle last week. Yep. So and and let let me, let me say this for folks that don't know out there uh, what Mo and Chris do. Uh, not only this show, you hear them and all the work that they put in to make this show what it is. They're out every night at at these events, talking to these people. When they're not there, they're calling people, talking to these people, and they're putting content up. You need to go check out sm-tnsports.com because nobody works harder than Mo and Chris and um you know he didn't put me up to that and I want people to know because you know if you look at their timelines of what they're doing putting stuff out and not only you know this week with everything that's going on you guys are still out there uh you know beating the pavement so um a lot of props to you to you guys I I would tell you that the check is in the mail but I would be afraid that it would bounce (laughs) and so um (laughs) There is no check. Yep. There might be lunch, but yep. there is no check. There you go. But no. Um, so we were on hand in Linville last night for the District 10A championship game on the boys' side as Richland and Cullioka tipped it off. Um, Cullioka had lost pretty convincingly 
to Richland each time they had played during the regular season, 75-47 in early January, 68-50 later in the season. And, um, you know, there for a while it looked like it might go that way again. Um, Richland got up by 12 finally early in the fourth quarter. And the next thing you know, the Raiders are in a ball game because um, – Landon Andrews has knocked in a three with 156 to play, making it 47-46. But that was as close as they got. Richland held them off, went 9 of 10 from the free throw line down the stretch and won it 56-47. Um, the Raiders improving to 22-1 and on the year with that win. They are the number three team in the state in Class A. And, you know, Jason Loveless said, I, I think we needed that, you know, and, you know, it's not like they played badly. I just think Kalioka, you, you know the old saying, it's tough to beat a, a yeah. good team three uh-huh. times. Now, you know, those first two scores might make you wonder about the good team to some degree. But when you look at that Kalioka team, when you look at Landon Andrews, you look at Cooper Parks, you look at Eric Mick, you look at um, Taven Bagsby, you see guys that can make some plays. And Bagsby knocked down a couple of big threes in the second half to help close the gap in a game that that could have gotten away from Kalioka. Um, fun game to watch. Um, we had Loveless on on Wednesday mm-hmm. on Coach's Corner. Uh, really enjoy watching that team because they do have so many weapons and really makes them dangerous. Kalioka did a pretty good job on limiting they're big guns. I mean, Daniel Nicholson had 17 points. Trey Luna had 13, but Logan Helton only had eight. Um, so Richland, as much as they like to get up and down in transition, they had to kind of grind it a little bit. Actually took the air out of the ball for a little bit there in the fourth quarter, held it for about two and a half minutes. And the Kalioka fans really didn't appreciate Mike Lovett's decision not to get out on them, but kind of worked in their favor. I mean, it was a four-point game at the time. Um, Richland called a timeout. Inbounding out of the timeout, Kalioka came up with a loose ball that led to that Landon Andrews three to make it a one-point game. They just couldn't get over the hump right there. They could not get that one possession and get that one extra shot to fall. I think they missed five threes in the last minute 56 after that. So just a a tough finish for Kalioka, but I think they have to be encouraged by playing the number three team in the state to within – you know, to within a possession in the final two minutes, basically. Yeah, it, you know, we we talked about with with Loveless the expectations. You know, you mentioned twenty two and one. I mean, that's that's an incredible record uh, to begin with, and ranked third in the state. Oftentimes, you know, there's not a whole lot of spotlight on a team like Richland, um, kind of you know out in the middle of nowhere to some degree. Uh, they're getting some attention now, and how they react uh, could be different. It's, it's you mentioned. Loveless said that it was probably good for them, and and I think um, you know reacting to a little adversity because uh, you know with that record twenty two and one uh, and the spotlight, people are coming after them now. Oh yeah, yeah. The target will be on their uh-huh. back as they go into this Region Five A tournament. They will open against an East East Robertson team that has not won a game this year. So you know. Tough situation for the Indians. Their top player 
is also one of the top football recruits in the state, Taylor Groves. I think he suffered a knee injury late in football that um, kind of helped him decide not to play basketball this year, and they've really missed his athleticism, his leadership, the whole thing. But East Robertson coming in here winless would obviously make their season if they were able to somehow yeah. <laughs> knock off uh-huh. Richland tomorrow night. But um, when you're 22-1, and one, when you're not, when when you're number three in the state, when you are the region, uh, the district champion, regular season and district, you're going to get everybody's best shot the rest of the way, however far that is. Yep. And and I think that's what Jason Loveless is trying to get his team ready for. Speaking of best shots in the consolation game in District 10A last night, um, Kentray Frierson, thirty-two points um, as. Mount Pleasant defeated host Santa Fe 67-66. They outscored Santa Fe 22-10 in the fourth quarter. Bennett Hughes with a pair of free throws with just under eight seconds left put Mount Pleasant ahead in that one. And then um, Santa Fe on the last possession missed a couple of shots and and could not pull it out. So um, Mount Pleasant earns the number three seed out of District 10A, and they will go to, oh, hang on. Where is it? I don't have that. Why don't I have that? I left that out of the rundown. <laughs> There's always something. There, There's so, is. there is so much uh, to keep A- up with. After, after you went and bragged on us, man, yeah. I, I left the um, the Region 6A matchups out of the rundown and that's unfortunate um goodness i'll track them down for you track them down for me yeah that's what a good that's what a good producer does you keep going yeah um mount pleasant goes to houston county santa fe goes to joe burns i believe is the way that goes so but anyway um before we get to the top of the hour and the break up there. I want to mention Columbia Central's boys and girls are both in District 8 AAA consolation play tonight. The boys will host Lincoln County. The girls will go to Lawrence County, and, and those are big games because that district matches up with District 7 AAA to play the Region 4 AAA tournament, which will begin Monday Um the quarterfinals, both boys and girls, will be played on Monday. And in the seven AAA boys championship, you've got Blackman and Siegel. Siegel's been ranked all year, and Blackman's been improving. So Columbia Central will catch one of those, depending on how they come out tonight and how that championship game comes out. Um, on the girls' side, again, Columbia Central goes to Lawrence County. The seven AAA girls championship game has Blackman and Riverdale playing each other, so Columbia Central would play one of those on Monday night. And you've got some insight into that Central Lawrence County game as a Lawrenceburg resident. Uh, yes, and um, you know that that's a game that. Uh you know, Columbia Central, obviously, um, you know, the Lady Cats were uh, a program and a team that I know Coach Bug was kind of shooting at uh, as he continued to build over the last three or four years. And when they won and defeated Lawrence County here in Columbia in the first meeting, uh, that was a big deal. 
it was a really big deal and something that uh, I know they took a lot of pride in, and they split. Uh, Lawrence County actually won pretty handily in the meeting down at the Ralph where they're playing tonight. So uh, the old rubber match uh, for this one. So it, it should be an entertaining game tonight uh, for that one as well. Uh, all right, uh, our one of the books. Uh, I think we'll probably have a little more. Um, uh, did we did we get through what yeah. you wanted? All right. We're we're good. We're okay. Good. All right. So stay tuned. Plenty to get to in hour two. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. 